today on The Breakdown. It's an Aussie super high roller bowl extravaganza. It, that's a 250K buying an event. There's only five players left. Three get paid, 2.2 million for first. And have we got a doozy for you this time? It's Kale Burns against Elio Fox. And there is some serious big time play from these two big time players. Everybody goes for it. It's a high level hand, and we're going to get into it right now on the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Yeah, Australia. Super high roller bowl. They're in Australia, eh? Nailed it. <laughs> I'm Hugh Jackman now, eh? The bugs are bigger, eh? And there's like a lot of snakes and shit. Are the koalas, are they around? <laughs> <laughs> sort of. The Great Barrier Reef? Sydney? Melbourne? It's a, it's a cornucopia Isn't of a... Isn't it Melbourne? Well, it depends on who you're talking to, probably. If you're talking to an Australian, I think it's Melbourne. Well, it depends which Australian. What if they have a speech impediment? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Melbourne. Uh, there are other places as well in Australia. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I will say I've been to Sydney. It is lovely. Indeed. It's expensive, but wonderful. I've heard that Melbourne is lovely as well. I can't speak to that. I almost went to the Great Barrier Reef. I chose not to. Yeah, you're, you're an indoor kid. I am. I, I regret it a little bit. Indoor kid Levy. That's your nickname. I have a slight regret because I would have liked to go snorkeling on the Great Barrier Reef. Worst sunburn I ever got was snorkeling, so maybe it's, maybe you dodged a, a horrible sunburn. I mean, I've been snorkeling before and not gotten a sunburn yeah, but because it, I'm not... What I'm know. saying is you might have gotten one. <laughs> it is true, and I do burn easily. <laughs> 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 Welcome, new listeners. It's a poker podcast. Uh, sometimes. That's how it goes, though, you know? We don't always just talk about the cards. We talk about whatever. And just so you guys know, it is the second podcast recording of the day, yeah. which... Long-time listeners know means that we're going to probably do a pretty bad job. No, it we're going to be off that. the rails. It's going to be terrible. That is that is so untrue. You're like you're turning people off for no reason. What it's going to be is it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy different. ride. It's going to be a <laughs> different, a little special, but it's not worse. I think many people think that it's way better. They're more excited when they hear it's the second podcast of the day podcast because we're, we're going to be goofier. Sometimes it kind of just feels like we're like punch drunk on this. Yeah, podcast. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. All right. For me, anyway. It's a great experience for me. I think it's fun. but I love it. This is my, why I do this stuff, is for these <laughs> moments. I do it for money. Yeah, see? Right. We're different. Yeah. So, it is the Australian Super High Roller Bowl. Yeah, I said that. Five <laughs> players remain. I said that. Three get paid. Mm-hmm. I think those are important things to, to reiterate. Okay. There's good players here. They are. And, uh, you know, they like money, too. So, they're going to try to win it. You don't know if that's what they play for. Just like you don't know why we do the podcast, clearly. <laughs> right? Maybe they do it for the love. Some people do it for the title and not the money. Those people are, are stupid. I mean, not all of them. Bill Perkins is playing for the title, really, right? That's isn't, true. Isn't, I mean, if stupid? you're a billionaire, that's definitely what you're playing for. He's not for. stupid. He's just playing for the title. Okay, fine. You're right. Thank you. Fine. Anyway, we're at 5K and 10K in the blinds with, of course, the old 10K big blind ante. Yeah. And uh, I guess we're just going to get right to it before well, mentioning Kevin who suggested this hand on Twitter. Great job, Kevin. Yeah. Good old Kevin. Uh, three people get paid, and uh, the, the, my, the smallest payout is 640 k So we are very close to the money here. And 
these guys are pros. They're they're almost certainly backed. It's very unlikely they're they're oh, paying yeah. their nobody's, way here. Nobody's put up that. these these caches mean a lot to these guys. Like I think making the money versus not is a big deal to these guys. I'm not saying necessarily that they can exert huge ICM pressure on each other, but there can be some for sure, right? And we've yeah. seen it. We've seen it in the past. I'm thinking about when um, Scott Seaver got what's his face to fold aces in the first one drop. Oh yeah. What's his name? Uh, Tobias Rankenmeyer. Thank you. I think that was the second one drop. Well, maybe. And it's Rankenmeyer. Rankenmeyer, yeah. I always uh, added the end. But he folded aces in a, just a spot you would never fold aces in a million years if it wasn't a million-dollar buy-in event. And like Seaver succeeded in putting ICM pressure there. So we'll see. I will say this. Someone's going to try. There's going to yeah. be some pressure put on. Yeah. And uh, as far as ICM is concerned, the two guys involved here, Kale Burns and Elio Fox, both are pretty deep to start this hand. Burns is the effective stack with 88 blinds. Uh, Carrie Katz is sitting there with 31 blinds as a short stack. So mm. it's not like you can really just fold your way and hope people bust because no. like because the other two stacks are also over 50. Also, we're not on the exact bubble anyway. Yeah. So like it's, it might be can't it might be, be a damn long while before anybody's making exactly. any money, you know, yeah, yeah. especially I, in the structure like this. Yeah, you may feel like you're super close, but the reality is unless there's a bunch of coolers, which sometimes it just happens. You look up and yeah. you're in the money because coolers happen or someone loses their mind. But Mostly, you're actually, like you're saying, far away. And it really behooves people to go for it a little bit oh, here instead sure. of like play tight and like trying to hang on. Hang yeah. on isn't going to work super well, especially in a field like this. It's one of the hardest triggers to learn how to pull in poker. Yes. The, on the bubbles that are meaningful to you to still like use your position with chips to, to acquire more chips by extremely widening your range and, and preying on other people's fears. Yep. Anyway, these guys are not going to be easy victims of such things. These are real pros. Mm-hmm. Um, Starting with Kale Burns, he is Australian. Is he so really? Congratulations to him. How for do you think he pronounces his uh, his last name? Burns. Boynes. Oh yeah, is that is that the Australian accent? Mr. Boynes. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Could be. As I said, he is the effective stack uh, with 880k to start the hand here, and he has Ace Ten of Clubs on the button. Feels like a pretty obvious open. It does. He makes it 25k at 5k, 10k. Cool. Got nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Elio Fox is in the big blind. He's got uh, 1.1 million. So he's got 110 blinds. Sitting pretty. Mm-hmm. And he's got eight, nine of hearts. So this feels like mostly a call, right? Oh, yeah. This is just such an easy hand to call with and play post flop. You say mostly, and I just so anyone's listening, Grant doesn't think you should ever fold this hand. He's talking about three betting or calling. It's almost always a call, though, I think. Like, we're also not like short enough that. Uh, like a three bet is going to work a huge amount of the time when you're out of position. It's, it's going to work some. Yeah. Um, but if we were all like at 25 blinds, a three bet's going to be way more effective. You know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah. all, and also the value of the suited connectors goes way down and they play better oftentimes right. as, when you play them more aggressively. Yeah. Here they play really, really well as a call. Yeah. Like the default is certainly to call. And the reason we're talking about this is because Elio Fox decides to three bet. Exactly. Otherwise, this would be like, well, yeah, of course he calls. I assume Kale Burns has like a normal good player GTO button opening range. Yeah, I assume so. So it's like, it's not going to be a ton of exploit involved with this three bet. It's just that every once in a while, he's going to have to three bet hands like this against players like this. Exactly. That's got to be what it is. Just like a little bit of balance. He wants to be able to know that he's covering the board a bit when he, uh, with his three bet range. And so if he's only betting like baby aces and his big, big, powerful hands, like flops right in the middle of the board, you know, six, seven, eight, stuff like that. He can't really touch very often. Yeah. He hits a few sets, but mostly he can't really threaten the nuts or anything close to it and unless he's opening a few of these hands. And that's got to be what's going Three on. Three betting, of course. Yes, yes, of course. And to be clear, this is we're talking about this guy balancing against 
another one of the best players in the world. Yeah. And this is not necessarily a strategy you need to take to your $300 local tournament and try to like be completely balanced in three by eight, nine of hearts against terrible players who are going to in a way kind of play perfectly against you by accident. Right. They're going to call so, so, so often. Yeah. And then they're going to, yeah. When I guess you can fall out a few better hands sometimes yeah. on flops, but you're going to lose a lot of chips a lot of time when you keep barreling at them and stuff like that. So. Yeah. So as an exploitative measure, I would mostly not three bet this hand in yeah. weak, in weak fields out of the big blind when it's easy just to put another blind in a half in. And also, usually the way you make chips in big fields is let them make really big mistakes. And the way one and like them putting a lot of chips in when you have nine high is not them making a really big mistake. It is not. You no. know, like they make a big mistake when you flop a monster hand and they put, and then you put a lot of chips and they in have, and they, they don't they fold. have one pair and don't know how to fold. Right. Or yeah. they don't even have a pair and they don't yeah. know how to fold or whatever it is. Yeah, they get stubborn. Um, that's often the big mistakes they make in the $300 tournament. Right. But now we're talking about the super high roller bowl. Yes. So different kinds of mistakes. A little bit of balance must be employed. Yeah. And that is what Elio Fox does. And he goes real big with this. I got to say, he makes it 130K yeah. over the 25K open. This is a 13 blind three bet. I mean, it's certainly going to be effective at folding out a lot of hands. It really is. Um, it probably makes this near profitable, like right away. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Of course, the problem is when you get four bet, it is such a disaster. You just lost 13 blinds. It's that's a, so that's much. That's a big chunk, man. Because like, we're, we're also, we're, we're actually already have 10 in there. So we're really risking 12 to yeah. win five. Yeah. Which is not the greatest ratio you look for. Like in poker, you usually don't have to risk that much to win that much from a ratio point of view. Yeah. You know, usually you're risking like less than one to win one, you know, or something like that. You but know, this it, is just a reaction to the the widening of good players in position calling ranges and spots like this mm-hmm. when we're this deep. You know, yeah, like you have to give yourself some fold equity. Yeah, and and he thinks four xing is clearly not enough. Like yeah. we've been saying for the last year and change, like bigger is better. Yeah, this is uh this is taking that to another level. Like this is five xing. Yeah, exactly. Like it wouldn't have really occur to me to five x if I was if I was three betting anyway. I'd be four x four xing. But I don't I don't hate this by any means. No, if you're gonna do it. No, um, and it certainly does make it uncomfortable even with a hand like Ace Ten of Clubs, which you feel like against a good player like Elio Fox as Kale Burns, you're gonna have to continue with Ace Ten of Clubs in Hell one yeah. capacity or another. But it's like. Uh, he's making me put in 13 blinds right now with my 88 blinds and like I'm going to have to fold on so many flops. Yeah. Or by the way, or have to call and fold on so many turns yeah. or have to call, you know, like there's so many bad things that can happen. And yet we know if we fold this hand, we're going to get eaten alive by the, the, the field is too good. We right. just can't fold this hand. So you just, you just have to not fold. So what sucks about, about playing against good players, like thinking about a more uncomfortable hand, like ace nine offsuit, right? If you're Kale Burns and you have ace nine offsuit and a guy like Elio Fox three bets you to 13 blinds, you're just like, oh, well, can't this just be a bad player that I can just easily fold and know that it's okay. Right. Instead, I have to like four bet 25% of the time or else he's destroying me over time. Right. You know, and I have to put in like 38 blinds with ace nine off because you know, I don't know. Fuck my life. That's why like, yeah, basically it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. I love playing against bad players, not good ones. <laughs> Me too. So many people are like, I, I want to move up until they respect my raises and all that. I'm like, man, you yeah. do not know what you're, well, you, don't, you don't get it. <laughs> no, I mean, like the players that you hear saying stuff like, uh, you, you hear it all the time. You, you yeah. say, like, I'd rather play against a good player than a bad player. And we're like, because so like, I understand what they're doing. And I'm like, oh, 
you're probably not as good as you think if you're saying that. Yeah, first you know? of all, you, you probably don't. Yeah. Um, the, all that's really happening is that they have sometimes more reasonable ranges, but that's not good. Yeah. Re- a reasonable range is a profitable range. Yeah. The bad players play unreasonable ranges. They play unprofitable ranges, and that profit thing goes to you. It's got to go to someone. Right. If your head's up with them, that profit's going to you. It may not come that in that hand, but over time, that's how you make money in poker. It's not usually your great play. It's your opponent's mistakes for the most that's, part. And I think the that thought process comes from the the general way that humans think about things is that it's incorrect, which is results-oriented and yes. an- anecdotal. And they think about the anecdotes of the times where the bad player beat them with nine deuce when they three-bet, and they're like, why is he in there with nine deuce? Exactly. Like, I, yeah. I would have won this hand. My right. aces would have held because I, I would have three-bet, yeah. and that and a good player never would have always folded. Yeah. And so I would have won and said I'm out of this yeah. tournament, or I lost a Right, and that, and that anecdote then in that player's mind who's saying I'd rather play against the good players, that anecdote is trumping the actual profit they're making over time little by little by those terrible ranges being played. Yeah. And so, yeah, you should want to play against bad players is Man, basically it's, it's such a delight to play against bad players. Well, making money is nice. Yeah. Anyway, these are not bad players. These are good players. Kel Burns with ace, 10 of clubs is in a spot where he has a hand that can be comfortable enough to call. He doesn't have to put a ton of chips at risk preflop. Yeah. I mean, it's not ideal, but you just have to do it and that's it. You get to be in position. Let's, yeah. It's like, oh. Cool, let's go. Whatever. You could four bet some of the time. Yeah. But of course, then it's turning like a very nice hand into a bluff that sucks if you get shoved on and you're like, well, I just put in 38 blinds and I have to fold. Yeah. Like, I, feel, I feel like the hand's too good to four bet fold. So that's why we should call. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That makes sense. Kind of similar to like a king, queen of clubs type hand or hands yeah, up, you know. Like these hands see, like really see a lot, see flops very well in position, play super well. So those are the kinds of hands you want to call with more, right? The hands that are either very strong or don't play well. Those are hands you should be four betting or folding, right? Yep. Like ace five suited is like, feels more like a four better fold than a call. Cause you're just an eight. When you flop an ace, like you're just out kicked too often. Even if he's bluffing with an ace, you could be out kicked, but ace 10, you're, you're beating all his, you know, even if he, he could have ace seven and be bluffing. Yeah. And then, you know, like you both flop an ace and you get to win a big pot. That would be know? nice. That would be great. Well, Burns does decide to call. And now the pot is almost as big as the shortest stack at the table at 275K. Cool. It's 27 and a half blinds because that was just such a big three bet. Yeah. And, and now everyone else at the table is like, whoa, hey, something's happening. And like, everybody else at the table would be saying that if they weren't talking about our book. Well, yeah. Of course, they're all conversing about how can he fold incredible poker hands broken down decision by decision by the poker guys. Yeah. That's what the other guys at the table are talking I mean, they should be. That's a, it's a book that's all tournament hands is 37 tournament hands analyzed by us broken down not just in a boring way grant in a fun way in a super fun way grant it's like you know how that uh that song by abba makes you feel uh dancing queen yeah i absolutely know that's how, how the book feel. makes you feel it's true actually yeah. you know how like um after you've finished exercising and you've done it yeah, and you have that like i did it like i feel after great. after the shower yeah you know, when you're just like ah yeah you're just eating something you're yeah. about to eat something really tasty yeah. too and it's like oh this is this is great this is life yeah that's what this book is i man. am vitality <laughs> that is what you think when you read our book yeah yeah um so it is 37 hands we start with the least complex hands although that doesn't mean there's nothing to be gained from them there's still good lessons in there yeah. each chapter ends with some key takeaways that we, we kind of distill down the points that we think are very important to take away from the hand. Um, by the end, the hands are very complex, really fun to try to, to logic out and, and think about. And we, we certainly had a lot of fun doing it as well. And we think that comes through. We think that's a big reason why it's fun to read. Mm-hmm. We think you'll kind of blow through the book unless you really want to analyze and study it, which you can. 
And it's just a way to learn while you're having fun. Why not do it? Yeah, this book straddles um, poker study and poker fun. Yeah. And um, to give you a sense of that, like, it's actually going to be taught in an advanced mathematics class uh, for uh, gifted high schoolers, I believe, uh, which is pretty cool, pretty exciting. Uh, That wasn't our intention, but we're happy to be there. and at the same point, we've had many people write into us or tell us that they, they read it in two days, you mm-hmm. know, because it's just such an easy, fun read. And so you can sort of have it all. A poker book you'll finish, a poker book you'll enjoy. A poker it, book you'll actually read. Yes, that's as what, we say. That's what we call it. You can get it at thepokerguys.net. Uh, that link's in the description, or you can just type it in because it's pretty easy to remember. You can get the ebook or take that link to Amazon to get the paperback. Yep. Don't all be a coward. Get the book. Excellent. Thanks. Excellent point. <laughs> All right. All right. So we've got Elio Fox having three bet out of the big blind with eight, nine of hearts to 13 blinds. Kale Burns, the 88 blind effective stack, has called with the ace, 10 of clubs. The pot is 275K. The flop is four of clubs, seven of clubs, king of hearts. Yes. So this is quite a good flop for Kale Burns. Mm-hmm. It is a really not good flop at all for Elio Fox. I mean, he has two back doors, but. I mean, whatever. Not lovely with the way the stack to pot ratio is. It's good, though, from a range point of view, right? Like, we have ace, king. Mostly Kale Burns doesn't have ace yeah, king. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have Leo pocket Fox kings, has, we have aces. Leo Fox has way more ace, ace, king, king, and ace, king. Yep. Now we have less king, queen, yep. and stuff and, like and that. And king, jack, and king, ten. But we have the bet, but we've got the stronger hands for sure here, right? And yeah. that's, that's, that's good. This is the kind of board we're absolutely going to see bet on. Like, yeah. There's no question about it. For sure. And he does. He bets 80K, mm-hmm. uh, which the solver likes. It wants Fox to bet 88% of the time, although yeah. the EV is similar to that of checking. Mm-hmm. Solver doesn't know that he three bet, though, so probably would want him to... Yeah, it would, it'd be a different Yeah, I'd bet deal. more. Um, all right, so Kale Burns has an interesting decision here between raising and calling. I, I guess I, you're fine with the size because it's a pretty small size. I am fine with the size. It's, I am, too. I think it's like because of the range advantage... I mean, we're just going to get gonna so be, many folds. There's not going to be that many hands in Burns range that aren't binary decisions. Exactly. Like, like if you have ace 10, not of, what if you have ace 10 of spades here? I guess you could call what for 80, you could call once, Yeah. but it's rough. It's already like kind of a rough, bad spot where you're sometimes just, you're, you're up against ace king. You're just kind of dead already, yeah. you know? And it's like, what? I mean, it just like, it's a terrible spot we're going to be in a lot. And we may have to call with some of these hands, but like we're just going to fold so many. Times. And I imagine this overall strategy of huge out of position three bet followed by small C bet kind of prints money. Mm-hmm. Like I imagine that's just a generally good way to go about things. I also think probably a lot, there's usually a, a reasonably sized turn bet coming. Mm-hmm. And then that also like finishes the printing of the money that yeah. wasn't already printed before that. You know? Right. I mean, this just means that you're going to have to follow through on favorable turn cards yeah. with high frequency. Yeah. And some brick turn cards. Like, I mean, a fair, like the deuce of spades, you might decide to follow through on. Yeah. You know, like fold out ace-10 and fold out 8-8 eight, eight and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, you know. For sure. All right, so how should Burns approach this? Okay. Um, well, we definitely aren't folding. That is clear. Well, okay, that's good. I mean, this is why, <laughs> you get, that's, this is why you're on the breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Because you know that you're not supposed I to feel, fold I, the nut flush draw for I did it. <laughs> eight blinds into a 27 blind. I'm out of here, guys. <laughs> um, okay, so the only question, of course, is raise or call. Um, we have the kind of hand that plays pretty well either way in that, like, we sometimes have the best hand we do right now. turns out we have, we have our friend here in equity jail. Yes. Like, we're monster favorites. Uh, if we knew what he had, we'd probably just call, right? Yeah. Um, a if, thing with raising is, like, what size are we making it? Right. Um, well, he bet 80, and there's how much in the pot? Like, 35? Or we, we could make it, like, 220 
to 270 somewhere in yeah, there. Yeah, I, I want to go a little bigger, I think. And I, we're clearly never folding. We just have race. to call the, the jam, which right. I guess is okay because, like we said, even though there's five left and three get paid, it might just be a lot until we get to the money. Kerry Katz isn't that short. as a short stack. He's only 31 blinds. I think we have to call a jam for a bunch of reasons, too. Like, there aren't going to be that many jams that Elio Fox is going to have that, that, are, that are strong value, I should say. Like... Like, is he jamming aces if we raise? I don't think so. He might. He might, but I, I think he's got a lot more calls than jams in him. Yeah. Um, is he jam Like, he's jamming sets, maybe, but he might he might actually flat those He anyway. might jam weaker flush draws. That would be nice. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. Like, five, six, if he has that, or a gut shot if he has that, which are unlikely, but possible. Weaker clubs, he absolutely might do. Now, king exit clubs, he might jam, but... yeah. That would be that'd be bad. That wouldn't be great, but we we're not in horrible shape against that. At it's least it's not the worst. It's I like thirty six percent. Yeah, something. we have ten outs. Um, so you know, okay, I have to live with that. Um, I think I think I like a raise and just like go with it, partially because the um the ICM situation is such that we're not on the bubble. No one is super short. Like this would be great to win this pot. Right, the pot is substantial. It is. And there's thirty five blinds in there. And I, I imagine Elio Fox is relatively balanced, so it's not easy to play against him. But he's a guy who's at least capable of having a bluff here. And that means, like, yeah, it would be great to not have to win with ace high down the line or, or like, make a play later. I mean, the thing is, the problem with winning it with ace high is it's possible if Elio Fox has a bluff now is that we may never get to showdown with ace high. Yeah. Like, like if he puts in a, if we brick the turn and he puts in a big bet on the turn, which a lot of time this happens. Yeah, like if the guys. turn's a king and he bets big or like a deuce what, of spades. What are, we, what are we doing? Yeah, like he bets almost pot or something like that. Which these guys like Stephen Chidwick really do that all the time now. Yeah, it's like you're like, well, I don't have the odds to call. I can shove, and it, this guy's got an auto decision because I'm either way ahead or way behind. Yeah, but I, but calling doesn't really work either. None of these decisions seem any good, you know. Um, so that's a problem with calling. At the other side of it is just to make the other cases. It's super cheap, and we're in position. Yeah. And if this guy's bluffing, he might keep bluffing. Yeah. We also, as like for a metagame perspective against players like this, we want to have the nut flush draw in our range yes. when we call this size. Sometimes exactly, we can't always raise it. Yeah. Burns decides to call. Yeah. Which you know, I think I would I would lean towards raising. Me too. The solver would lean towards raising as well. It wants him to raise ninety two percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does think the expected value of raising and calling are the same though. So it's just for the sake of balance, it wants to be able to raise more hands, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, it needs to be able to raise. The, if it's going to raise some stuff, it's got to be able to raise Like if it, it probably wants to raise some king, queen and stuff like that. Right. So it's going to want to raise this hand because right. of that. Um, so I get calling. I don't think it's bad. I think it's just, it's a metagame thing and it's a balanced thing to have sometimes in your range. I think, I think um, calling with this hand is way better than calling with like the Jack Tenadine. Jack Ten of Clubs, excuse me. Like I'd way oh, rather because be you have calling. showdown value with yeah, the ace like, high. You can actually win at showdown sometimes. Yeah, and also if we're up against like king queen here or something like that, which isn't impossible yeah. by any means, um, we actually have the overcard we can hit on top. We have more outs. Yeah, you know? that's true. So like it's good in a bunch of ways. Um, it's better. So so, but still, I think I mostly just like a raise. Where they, like again, if you're in a three hundred dollar tournament and the old guy just three bet you from the big blind and you flop this way, maybe a raise isn't so good because the old guy's never folding anyway a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? And then if you don't fold equity, you shouldn't raise. But against Elio Fox, who could have lots of things and is you know, it might be just easier to to take it down now or get it get it all in when you still have reasonable equity and win a huge pot or be out. You know, and it's okay to like be the chip leader with four left or effectively four left. It is okay to be the chip leader. Yeah, it really is. Like, you could set yourself up to win the whole tournament with this hand, potentially. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, he calls. Yep. It's fine. It's not exactly it's standard, but it's fine. It's clearly not, not a problem. Though. Not at all. No. The pot is now 435000 Yeah. the turn is kind of sick nasty, as they say. Where they I'm, do say that. Where I grew up. Yeah, specifically where you grew up, yeah. which is, you know. Siberia. In the heights of Siberia. <laughs> the turn is the jack of hearts. So if you'll remember, the flop was 4-7 king with two clubs. The jack of hearts now gives... A combo draw to both players. Elio Fox had really nothing going for him. Now he has a flush draw and a gut shot. A 10 would get, make him a straight. And, uh, of course, Kel Burns picks up the Broadway draw because he has ace-10 of clubs and still has the nut flush draw. It's an insane card for Elio Fox, who went from basically dead in the water yeah. to having what looks like just huge equity. Right. And he certainly has a lot more equity now. This, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was going to continue on a lot of turn cards. Yeah. This is definitely one of them. This is like the maybe the best turn card to continue on even like this might be the ultimate i guess the 10 of hearts is even better it is um but that's it i think yeah i think we really like like this is an incredible card like like you said he was continuing a lot this is a guaranteed continue it feels like maybe the six of hearts is even better but whatever either way um well i'm just thinking a 10 may hit our range a little bit more yeah but our opponent has a lot of tens there too anyway continue so Fox is going to bet. He does bet 175K yeah. into 435. Interestingly enough, the solver wants him to check 40% of the time here. I am surprised. I wonder if it wants him to check to check raise. Perhaps. Because um, both stacks, because like, you can't imagine we want to check call that often. So maybe it's looking to check raise sometimes. I don't hate sense. the idea of effectively check shoving this turn against Kale Burns because yeah. Burns is going to have some bet folds in his range for sure if we take that line. And we have a hand with no showdown value that if we do get called, we, we have some escape valves. Yeah. So I don't hate that idea. The problem, of course, if you check and it checks back. Yeah. And then we have to take it. Then we feel we break the river and we just like take a shot and we're like, we're just getting called so I know. Much. It's like, well, we could give up, I guess. Yes. But the pot's big. It's big, man. It's got 43 blinds in it. Right? I really prefer betting. Yeah. But the solver doesn't really care. It thinks there's a negligible EV difference between checking and betting. I think, I think, again, it's part of it has got to be because its plan is to just check raise a lot here. And so um, it needs to have like check, hands like this to check raise. And it's probably going to check raise some sets and some yeah. stuff like that, too. I mean, I, I like I, I like betting just for the sake of the story. Yeah, I mean, me we're, too. We're repping all of the hands we said we were repping on the flop. We're also repping Jack Jack now. Yep. Absolutely. I like betting, too. I would bet. Okay. That's what happens. Cool. 175. All right. Kale Burns. Should he raise or should he call? Obviously can't fold. Folding seems bad. Yeah. Not going to lie. All right. Let's start, let's start answering that question by asking a more specific question. Okay. If he raises, what's he repping? Okay. He can have King Jack. That's the first thing that I thought of. Yeah. He can have Jack Jack. He can have all the sets. He actually. can have a little bit of Jack Jack, but preflop yeah. takes away a lot He's of those. He's going to forebet that sometimes. You're right. Um, but he can have some Jack Jack. You're right. Yeah. King Jack makes more sense and has more combos. Uh, he can sell pocket sevens and pocket fours. Although you'd expect to hear from those a decent amount on the flop. Yeah, but sometimes he may delay, yeah. especially with the super small bet and yeah. a not very scary board. Yeah. I could see him delaying. Uh, I guess you could have a little bit of King King, the tiny, the tiniest bit. Um, yeah, sure. A little bit. That's about it, right? Yeah. It, that, that's a strong value. Yeah, you wouldn't expect him to raise king queen at this point, right? Like I would not. Maybe he can raise king queen a little bit on the flop, but if he takes the line of calling on the flop, it feels like the turn is just a pretty easy call. Yeah. 
Um, I don't really love the idea of raising King, Queen, and the Flop. We can go back and see what the solver says if we want. Uh, I don't really like that idea either. But, but, but I'm I imagine sure for the balance, solver the yeah, solver's going to want it. him to do it a little bit. Yeah, and especially when you're playing against guys like this, just to, like, to have some balance with all your flush draws you're going to raise and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so... So yeah, so if we're 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 repping a very strong range if we raise. Yep. That is for sure. And it's pretty thin range too. It is pretty thin. But you know, we can have it. Right. It's and not unreasonable. Another the story is reasonable. And sometimes it doesn't matter. Right. Because Fox just doesn't have anything and is gonna fold. Yeah. And that would be a good result, even though we probably have whatever hand that is in jail. We don't necessarily want to brick the river and, and have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So And we have a lot of outs. You know, if we get called, yeah. we have Somewhere between 12 and 15 outs, right? I mean, that's pretty good. It is. I guess we go up against ace-queen, and then we have a few less outs, but whatever. Calling, though, on the other hand, doesn't feel terrible to me. The bet is not huge. It's 175 into 435. All of those outs feel really nice to hit, which we still can. We're not just calling because we have ace-high, but the added bonus is that sometimes ace-high is ahead, as is the case here. Yes. So I don't really hate calling, uh, I mean, we are getting an outrageous price, yeah. right? And we get to still be in position. So if we're out of position, I think we have to raise a lot more. Like, we're all, it's, it feels like almost mandatory to raise. I think that's position. true, yeah. Because it's just, that. how do we get value if we get there on the river? Like, if a club comes, how do we ever get value? Unless this guy is going to just go crazy. But, like, being in position, we get to, you know, we make the nuts on the river. If he goes crazy, great. If not, we make sure we bet and hope to get called by his hopefully strong hand, you know? Quick, as, cool. quick aside, what do you think Fox would do yeah. If Burns raised to something like 500K, which is effectively committing him. Yeah. Um, he, he might have to fold. Yeah. Which sucks. And this is a reason not to bet, right? Because yeah. you can get blown off the hand, a hand that has so much equity. But you, you assume you don't have fold equity yourself. Right. And if you don't have fold equity, calling... I mean, we'd be calling what? It costs us 35 blinds? <laughs> I mean, it's not fun, but there would be... Uh, 1,100 in there, and it'd be 110 blinds in there, and it's 35 blinds to call. I guess we could talk ourselves into a call, but then we have to make sure we get value on the river, too. It might be easier just to fold. Also, it's such a blow every time you miss. Yeah. You know, like, it's like a tournament-changing situation to call and miss on the river. Yeah. And we're not even in position to, like, make sure we get value when we hit. Like, how are we going to get value if we hit? What if a heart comes? Is he going to bet again? Probably not. Maybe. Maybe, but maybe not. Also, sometimes he has like a cent of hearts here, by the way. Yeah. Which would be real bad. <laughs> I think we have to fold if we get, if, if we get uh, a big raise comes in. I'm assuming like a 3x raise when I was yeah. saying like 52. He, he makes it 52 blinds. Um, yeah, man. Uh, but we don't get raised that often. That's the good news. Now, this is a hand that really could raise us. Yeah, but <laughs> it doesn't. Burns yeah. decides to just call here. Yeah. I guess he thinks the showdown value is enough to justify calling, mm-hmm. which I guess is reasonable. Um, Solver actually likes the call. Wants him to call 83.5% of the time, raise 16% of the time. Thinks there's a negligible EV difference between them, though. Um, maybe when I gave you that, I was giving you the overall ace-10 numbers because it actually, for ace-10 of clubs, it actually wants them to call 89% of the time. Oh, wow. And only raise 11% of the time. Okay. So it's even even more extreme. All right, then. Yeah. Well, he does what the solver wants. Yes. He makes the call. Let's play solver perfect. La, 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 la. The solver wants you to sign up for Nitrogen Sports Poker using the link in the description of this podcast. 
Yes, and the reason why the solver wants you to do it is because the solver loves you, cares about you, and wants the best for you. More than your family loves you, the solver loves you. The solver is your family now. The solver is everything to you. The solver is your universe. You basically are the solver, and the solver is you. And you have to use the link. (laughs) Yeah, otherwise the solver will disown you, and you'll be alone. When you use that link, you tell Nitrogen that you came from us, which is a big deal. Also, you get to play in our monthly Poker Guys tournament, which is a thousand buy-ins guaranteed. It's a pretty cheap tournament, yep. 0.1 millibits. That's like a dollar. Yeah, so they guarantee 100 millibits with a 0.1 millibit buy-in. It's a big, are... Bitcoin-only site. Yeah. Um, and we never really get more than 100 players, which, if you're any good at math, means it's a damn good deal for you. There's like so much extra. There's like $900 of free money in every one of these tournaments. They just throw in there. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. So you should get in there before they wise up. Yeah, they're going to wise up eventually. I'm sure of it. They must, you know? Yeah. They don't, by the way, just have poker. They also have casino games. They've got sports betting and a lot of it. And they take big sports bets if you're into that kind of a thing. They're, yeah. And if you bink please, one. Please use the link in the description if you're going to sports bet on there. Yeah. And if you're going <laughs> to bink some stuff, you want your money fast. You don't want to wonder about your money for 10 days or whatever, right. right? And nitrogen doesn't make you. They give you your Bitcoin in 90 minutes. It is as fast as exists in the industry. Yeah. Almost everything else takes days or even weeks. This is like lightning fast right away. It's awesome. Yeah. Get on nitrogen. Get you some poker. Have a grand old time. Yeah. All right. So we have the uh, board reading four of clubs, seven of clubs, king of hearts, jack of hearts, eight, nine of hearts for Elio Fox, the three better and C better. And Kale Burns with ace, 10 of clubs having called flop and turn bets. Yeah. The river is the three of spades. Womp womp. Disappointing. Everybody misses disappointed uh, that is when you said disappointing i was thinking of that exact thing the disappointed thing from if Hercules. you guys don't know what that is and maybe you don't because that was like viral from many 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 years ago i think it's just an american just, thing too yeah yeah just go to youtube or whatever yeah. search engine just and type in disappointed in google disappointed video or whatever it's, it's and what happened what's happening is it's when they're shooting the, the the very bad tv show hercules and the star kevin sorbo wow nice job so he he got confused, and it, it's supposed to be just what he's feeling. Yeah, he's supposed to be feeling disappointed. And instead, he just says disappointed really loud out of nowhere, and they loved it, and they left it in because it's a cheesy show anyway. They didn't yeah. care. Uh, anyway, it's good stuff. Now you don't have to see it because we've described it so No, well. it's de- definitely still worth it. There's seeing. also this chipmunk, which turns around, and it's like, dun, dun, da, and it's amazing. That's a different video, but that's now you don't have to see show? that. No. Oh, okay. No, I'm just saying that's another oh, okay. YouTube video that's, that went viral that you don't have to go look at now. Because yeah. I've, I've spoiled it for you or, or let you, you know, give me the cliff notes. You're welcome. Welcome America. to the year 2000. And the rest of the world. Welcome to the year 2004 or whatever. All right. Wow. YouTube did not exist in 2004. So how well, do you feel now? They still had videos online. Just weren't on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway. Rivers is disappointing three of spades. Yeah, everybody misses. So here's the question for Elio Fox. Should he go for it? Obviously, nine high is very rarely going to be good enough to win this hand. Um, yeah, I assume it's never going to be good. And if it somehow is, we're not going to be able to turn it over very yeah. often to collect the pot. I guess we should go for it. This feels like a reasonable triple barrel. We have King King in our range a lot more. We have Jack Jack in our range a lot more. Would we do it with Ace King? There's like what? How big is the pot? Like 780,000? Yep. I don't think we would. You think you? we would just check and I never we would fold? Check and bluff catch. Yeah. yeah. Don't you feel like that? Like, doesn't it play? Don't we just get? We don't get very many calls when we shove. I don't. Yeah, think Yeah, we're, we're just hoping it's king it. queen. Yeah, or decides to hero. Yeah. Right. So this way, it's like, well, let's. There's not too. If we don't think we get that many calls with ace king, maybe we aren't going to get that many calls with nine eight. Like, 
cool. Like he doesn't have very much Ace King. Like it still has the same range. Yeah. Like I like taking a, I like taking a big swing here, even though I don't think we're really shoving Ace King unless there's a dynamic between us. Yeah, and I, I guess we're just hoping that the Burns has a hand like he has and chose never to raise. We could bet small with Ace King, I guess. Yeah. And try and get it's easier to get called, I guess. But yeah, um, like because we don't really expect Burns to fold any king. No, he might though. He might decide to. He might. It still is like we're, we're right on the edge of this tournament. But here. based like, on the he's gone so far, three bet size, most of his kings are pretty good. It's like yes. king queen off, king ten suited is not that many combos. Maybe he chooses to fold the king ten suited combos, but he has yeah. way more combos of king queen. Yeah, king jack is very strong. Yeah, uh, and never folding. Yeah, yeah. This is um. This is true. This is true. And the thing is, he we would have expected, as you're saying, that he might have raised his draws along the way a lot of the time, as the solver would have expected as well. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe he can have ace-jack sometimes called the flop and then turn to jack. Maybe. It's not impossible. I mean, on the other side of things, we are at the very bottom of our distribution it that, feels would, like that it. would play this way. We have like a very reasonable hand for a triple barrel. Yeah. So Five-six gets there. We yeah. have nine-eight. We can have five-six. Yeah. I think we should do it. I say yeah. let's do it. The solver agrees. It wants him to basically never check. Yeah. But what Fox does is something interesting. He doesn't go all in, even though Kale Burns has 494K remaining in his stack and there's 785 in the pot. Yeah. Instead, Fox bets 275K, which is like really cool and ballsy because most players when they're bluffing just don't have that gear yeah. to like really give a good price like that. This is that you get bet small with Ace King play, right? Yeah. It's almost like I'm repping Ace King I've just, or Aces. I'm just I was, rep I was thinking hand. about that when we were talking about Ace King, how like, yeah, it actually makes so his value range expands like that's cool. Yeah, I still don't really think we're going to get King Queen to fold. I don't either. I think they're going to have to just sort of like roll their eyes and be like, I guess I call. Yeah, I suppose. But maybe but once in a while, these guys are going to fold a hand like that, too. Yeah. You know, they're good. And they're gonna be like, I can't beat anything. What do I block? You know, depending on what the suits of their King Queen are, they might they might have some have some folds. If they have King Queen of clubs. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not a good example. No, I guess it is. Take all, it back. All of that said, the solver really would prefer Fox to go all in. Yes, He wants him much. to go all in 94% of the time and bet small the rest of the time. Yeah. Uh, the big bet is worth 34,500 in chips, and the small bet would be worth 16,000 in chips, according to the solver's EV. Mm-hmm. So that's a significant difference. It's almost two blinds. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think I would probably be going all in if I were going for it here. If I think it's the kind of thing, once you turn the jack of hearts, I think the plan is when, and you make the small bet on the turn, the small bet is so you can shove the river, right? Yeah. And it's like, whatever comes, unless I hit a nine or an eight, that's the only question for me of like, am I going to, maybe I have enough showdown value that I can check sometimes and, and win, but because I can beat some ace highs that, you know, held on, but like, but maybe I have to shove those two as a bluff even. I may feel obligated to shove those two, but like the plan would be, I'm just shoving and if I get there, if I don't, you know? This could be some form of leveling between the two players like there could be history mm-hmm. that would mean this bet is indicative of strength yes stuff like that it also could be like just that reverse thing where it's like well we're five five left and three get paid and i'm gonna give you give you a bet that makes so you can stay in the tournament you know exactly. you still have a shot you know yeah. so and then he's like well why would he give me such a good price yeah of course the conver- the other side of that is it leaves uh more chips when elio fox gets called right yeah. he gets to have 22 more blinds than the other ones would have which is pretty sweet um so this is kind of a cool bet, but it probably gets called by kings a little bit more often and maybe even by a jack a little bit more often and stuff like that. So it goes both ways. It does. Anyway, he does it. And Kale Burns has ace-10, so usually it's going to work. 
You would think it would work. I would think it would work. I would fold Ace-10. Well, I, mean, I don't know if I would have gotten here with Ace-10 this way, but... Kill Burns doesn't. He tanks for a while, and he calls. Yeah. So let's discuss that. <laughs> okay. Why did he do that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, part of why he went call-call was because he believed he had showdown value, we think, right? It, yes. So this is a follow-through of that thought process. Right. It's the, the hardest core of the hardest core. Like, yeah. My ace-high might be good. Right. Because I'm calling. So these guys probably have history. Um, he knows that Elio Fox is the type of guy who is capable of having a hand worse than ace-10 here. Yes. And, and going for three streets of, of bluff. And uh, I guess there's just enough history between them that allows him to do this. I don't know. I wonder if there's... Um, no, it's really hard to come up with. Like, if we were going to use distribution. Yeah. There's just so many better hands we have. <laughs> there's a lot. So, so many. Now, what do we block here? Well, we block the club flush draw, we don't which doesn't do seem that. good. Um, we do block aces. We do block ace king. That's good. Um, but, you know, we also, there's still a lot of combos of ace king anyway. And three combos of aces, and there's 12 combos of ace king. There's three combos or of jacks. Eight, well, no, there's, yeah, no, there's eight not, combos. Yeah. Eight combos of ace king. Um, but there's three combos of jack, jack, you know, and uh, there's problems. Problems all, king, jack. There's all these things that could really be hurting us here, you know. Maybe you can have king, queen and make a very thin value bet here when he bets this small. Yeah, no, river. I think, I think. If he's, he's going like, to bet Ace King, why wouldn't you bet King Exactly. Queen? Like King Queen, you're like, worst I'm chopping. Yeah. If he folds, great. But when he calls, I think I usually win anyway. Like I'm usually going to hear by a slightly worse hand, but yeah. it's, it's almost like a free roll to bet. Yeah. I think it's okay to bet. I think, I think King 10 is not a bet and King yeah. Queen is a bet. Probably. Yeah. And it's thin, but okay. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, you're like, please don't raise. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's problematic that like, I think Fox can, has a relatively wide value range here that all, obviously all beats Ace 10. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's super wide, but it's wide enough. If he has king, queen plus, that's a decent amount of hands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess it is. It's king, jack, king, queen, ace, king, ace, ace. King, king, jack, jack. Which he might bet small with. Yeah, seven, 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 seven. four, four. Yep. Maybe once in a while, three, three, maybe. five, six. Yeah. Um, maybe. I doubt he has three, four suited, but maybe. 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 Um, so, yeah, no, I, I feel like I would just fold. I would fold. But I would fold. If I had gotten here this way, I would fold for sure. I'd be like, I still have chips, right? I still have 50 blinds. I don't have to put away more than half my stack in this call. Like this guy's three bet and went bet, bet, bet. And, uh, you know, it didn't work out for me this time. I'm pretty sure that uh, Elio Fox didn't expect that if you were to get called, it would be by a hand like this because after the hands get tabled, he lays his head down on the table. Yes. Looks very distressed and looks up kind of defeatedly and says, nice hand, Kale. Yeah. It's like, okay, I guess you're going to call with that hand. I guess I'm just, I could never win this. It seems so unfair when you're like, how do I, like, I'm targeting a stronger range than that. You know, I'm targeting stronger hands than that. And that call, which means like, what the hell am I just getting called by everything? Like, do I just, is this bluff just completely hopeless? It's possible. Kale's like, well, the ace really blocks some stuff for me. And so I'm going to make this call because of that or whatever that may have factored into it. But it, I think it feels like this was just a terrible plan, I guess, if he's going to call me down with ace-10 high yeah. here. You know, like, like, I'm such a good player that I made a terrible play. Yeah. <laughs> Although you could argue, like, well, every time I have it, he's going to call. 
That's the good news. I mean, it's got to have it more. It's possible this line makes him money in the future. Yes. I mean, he's got to hope so, right? Yeah. It's a very public thing. So if I were him, I would tighten up with his three bets for a while in the big blind against the button and have it a little bit more when he triple barrels. And I think it'll probably work out well. But this is, you know, a relatively high leverage spot, too. Where it's, you, a pre- it's, it's tough to have as much money on the line in one pot yeah. as they have here. Like, he gets the fold. He might be the chip leader. He, you know, by not getting the fold, he's almost certainly the uh, the short stack, right? No, he's, or no, he's second. He's, sec- he's fourth in chips, though. Because Kerry, Kerry Katz is still he's, he's one of the middle stacks. He's still got around 50 blinds. Okay, but he's like chopped himself down yeah. so much in a hand where he could have just called preflop and folded on the flop and lost one and a half blinds more Those than Those are always put the in. worst regrettable yeah. poker times where it's results-oriented, admittedly. Of course, of but course. like you think about times where you like uh, are aggressive because it's like, that's where my brain went this time. I decided this is the balance yes. time where I'm going to three bet the ace, ace nine off and... Oh, look at that. I lost 48 blinds in a really big spot in my life, you know? Yeah. I remember playing a tournament where it was similar. It was a similar spot, spot preflop, and it were like the button opened, and I think I was either in the small blind or the big blind. I had like five, six of clubs, and I three bet, and they called. It was like an ace, king, nine board, and I bet, and they called. And I was like, I still have like better hands. You know, like, so my range is so much stronger. And there was a tournament was a break, and I bet like, 75% of my stack. I was like, go away. And they moved all in. And I remember just saying, can we just rewind to like pre-flop? Is that, are we allowed to do that? <laughs> do I have any like, is yeah. there any of those like Hearthstone plays or anything I can do? No? Okay, I'm just going to follow that. And the guy's like, I got lucky. I'm like, yeah, I guess, I guess you did. I don't know, man. Like, obviously you have a better hand than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems pretty clear. I feel, I feel confident that you have at least two pair. <laughs> yeah. And I have six high. But and I just remember that. Just like, ugh. Like, I didn't have to do that. I could have just called pre and folded on the flop. Anyway, the solver wants Burns to fold 85% of the time. Yeah, the solver's with us yeah. on this. Uh, wants him to sure. call 14% of the time and go all in 1% of the time. Here's the, a little interesting solver thing. Now, you don't get here very much with very many of these combos, but the combos of Ace-10 that get to the river that are suited and are, don't have a flush draw. So Ace-10 of spades and Ace-10 of diamonds, which can be like a fifth of a combo each. It's really tough to get to the river with those hands. If you get there, it wants you to go all in with those hands rather than fold. Huh. 50, 54% of the time, it wants you to go all in and fold 39% of the time and call 7% of the time, interestingly enough, because you don't block the flush draws. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was it. That was like a cool little solver fact. When you don't block the flush draws, you can make more plays. Solver facts. With Jonathan and Grant. Yeah. So you looked up how this tournament ended up, right? Yeah. Kale Burns got second. He did. And uh, Timothy Adams got first. For the first time Timothy ever. Timothy Adams, who's like yeah. always the bridesmaid, never the bride, always getting... Second place in all these big tournaments. He actually won a 25K at the Aussie uh, Open ah. as well in, in, I think, January 2020. He's turned so a he's, corner. He's learned how to finish. He's doing, doing a little bit better lately. Um, but yes, and uh, Kerry Katz got third, which means uh, our, our boy here, uh, Elio Fox, This, this hand cash. probably was a big factor in him not I cashing. would think this hand was, uh, uh, was exactly that. He, in fact, did go out fifth, and Aaron Van Blarken went out fourth. The old Van Barkham. Yeah. And all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe.